Hello guys, welcome back to Board Draw. It's episode number 85 today. We're joined by a very special guest. We're joined by Jacob Horsfall. Did I say that right? Yeah, you got a spot on. Yeah, got a spot on. Happy to be here. Yeah, Jacob's a Burnley fan. He's running a YouTube channel, a very much on the up YouTube channel, absolutely smashing it with the content. Uh, Jacob, just let us know where the people can find you. Just Jacob Horsfall, every platform, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, pretty much everywhere. Love it. What we're doing today, we're joined by Jacob and we're going to be rating every team's Premier League season so far. We've had the January transfer window now, so we can kind of, we're starting to get to the end of the season. I I'd mean, say. the table's properly shaped up. You've got your teams who are really getting drawn into that relegation battle. You've got a few teams who are slowly drifting out of the Premier League. And then you've got that absolutely brilliant title race that is forming right in front of our eyes. Something that we wanted for so many seasons. Indeed. Arsenal gave us a little bit of a glimpse of it last season, but we've got a proper title race this year. So we're going to get right into it. We're working our way through the teams alphabetically. So let's start with my boys, Arsenal. Arsenal. Jacob, so we visited your boys, Burnley, on the weekend. Um, done an absolute number, but let us know what your kind of thoughts are on Arsenal so far this season. I think it didn't go as well as it first probably thought it would at the very start. I mean, there's been a bit of inconsistency in front of goal. Arteta having a little bit of teething issues with these new, you know, trying to implement players like Kai Havertz into the team. Yeah. I think early doors, the system wasn't working the way that maybe hoped it would. But now at the moment, I said it a while ago when I was talking about how it's not been great when Arsenal click. They're arguably the best team in the league. You know, when they're getting firing in front of goal, they would create opportunities but not scoring. So now the fact they're scoring, they are scary. Um, yeah. So I think it's one of them where I don't think it's perfect because for me, last season, build off last season, right now you'd be hoping you're top of the league, really. Um, so I don't think it's ATR perfect, but it's on its way to being one of them seasons where there's not much more you could have done. I mean, I 100% agree. I think. The first half of the season for me was a little bit lacklustre, but they were there or thereabouts. They were missing a little bit of bite going forward. I mean, the Salt Bay video dropped of Arteta, and since then, Arsenal have had the bite. They've been absolutely smashing teams. They put how many ever, was it? Six past West Ham, five past Burnley. Five past Palace. Yeah, we've been smashing it since we come back from Dubai. So I'd say. That's what you need. When you're going into the end of the season, it's what Man City do so well every year is that they take that January and from then they just go undefeated and they smash teams out of the park. Yeah. And they just, they're that unstoppable force. Arsenal are doing it. I, I mean, agree. They've beaten Liverpool. For me, we forgot to oh. say what the tier lists are. So, top of the tiers is smashing it. That's for the teams that are smashing it so far this season. Then below that, pretty solid. For all the teams that we think are having a pretty good season, can't complain, but not top tier. And then you've got your bang average, just floating middle of the road teams. Not great below that. And then right at the bottom, teams that are having an absolute shambles. Where do you reckon we're putting Arsenal? The thing is, yeah, I mean, how can you put a team that is two points off the top and uh, they've beaten Liverpool and City, their they're title rivals? How can you not put them in smashing it? But I think I agree with Jacob. I think it's a pretty solid season so far. Smashing it is getting that league title. Is it an improvement on last season? Yeah, it's a good question. And I'd say, I'd also, I was going to say pretty solid and hope someone would say smashing it. But if you're both going to say pretty solid, I'll take pretty solid. Let's put Arsenal into pretty solid. Nice. Next up, we've got another team that are floating around the top end of the table. We've got Aston Villa. They're having a mini injury crisis at the moment and a slight dip in form, but 
say pre a couple of weeks ago, they were one of the most exciting teams in the Premier League. Where do you sit on Aston Villa, Jacob? Smashing it completely. I mean, it's been one of them where I think last season it was a really, really positive season, and then they've done what they had to do. He made some big signings because I mean, yeah. we've got so many teams now in the in the Premier League trying to be sustainable by the young players, sell them on. But there's a point where it comes where you've got to go out and start spending big money. Yeah. Aston Villa have done that, and it's worked pretty much perfectly. I mean, it could have gone really south. Um, they could have got some really big money being spent and they're just not performed and they could have been in a tough position, but they've got it pretty much spot on. Top four is 100% on for them. If not, then definitely top six. Um, so yeah, I really don't think any Villa fans will be complaining. As much as it's not been brilliant the past couple of weeks, I mean, there's I can't imagine any Villa fans could have thought of a more perfect season other than winning the league, which is not really realistic. So. I mean... 100% agree. Their start to the season, following on from how they finished last season, I mean, I think they were the most informed team in the Premier League. For yeah, the I think last from when, yeah, Unai came in, oh, Gerard was just such a shambles, but since Unai came in, I think, yeah, that, like you said, they were the best formed team in the league around with Man City and Arsenal. And yeah, continued that into the new season with some ex- exciting sidings like Diaby, uh, who else did they get? There was Zaniolo's a good player, Pau Torres is a good player. So yeah, they've, boosted well in the summer I mean, and just yeah after on. they lost Grealish to City there was a lot of angst around Aston Villa their fans asking where's the where's the ambition and we saw it with Spurs with the bail money they spent that 100 plus million or whatever it was yeah, and they absolutely just wasted it yeah Villa have invested smartly they bought good players in um, proven players some of them haven't worked out I mean like Danny Ings didn't really work out mm. But it's just smart, smart recruitment across the board. I mean, they've got um, Ollie Watkins, who's going to go for 80 plus million potentially in the summer and they'll reinvest properly. So for me, a few games where they're off the boil, it, it's to be expected. They've got I mean? some mental results. They've beaten Arsenal. They've beaten Man City. They've had good results this season. So yeah, like uh, Jacob was saying, I don't think any Villavan, even if they don't get top four, if they get top six and a decent European run, they're still in... European competition, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a smashing it season so far for Villa. 100%. Are we happy with smashing it, Jacob? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Another team that are on the up. In the summer, they let go of... We're big fans of Gary O'Neill, and we'll talk about him later when we get to Wolves. But Bournemouth, they got rid of Gary O'Neill and took a leap on Andoni Iriola. And at first, Paul, I think he was... First 10 games, I think Bournemouth were the... Worst team in the league. But he started to implement his style of play. Players like Ollie Watkins, Semenyo, starting to find form. And Bournemouth are on the up. Where do you stand on Bournemouth season so far? I think it's been really solid. I mean, I said, uh, I mean, the start of the season, they were one of them teams where you thought they were going to be around a similar route of, you know, Burnley. Yeah. Um, kind of sniffing around the bottom, have the potential to do really well, but haven't really done it. But then... Things have taken time, the system, they've got confidence, things like that. And I mean, some of the players in that Bournemouth team are unbelievable. Uh, Alex Scott, Dom Solanke, yeah. um, Kirk Hez, I really, really like them. And I think Areola's done a really good job. Uh, yeah. The 13th in the league, I get they've not won a game in the last five or whatever it is, but it's one of them where they've got themselves well out of this relegation battle. It's probably going to be a mid-table finish. And then next season, it's one of them where can they push on and try and get themselves in the kind of, you know, the top eight contention. 
Um, I wouldn't say it's smashing it because that would have been a leapfrog from a relegation battle to yeah. Europa League for me or Conference League. Yeah. But it's definitely one of them where you think they've done, they've done pretty well. Definitely solid. Like I think, like you said, the excitement around kind of their kind of young core, like you said, Alex Scott, insane. Semenyo, Dom Solanke, they've got Sinistera. They've got like a nice group of young players that they can build on, go into next season off the back of what is a good season and develop and like you said push for top half football which would be for Bournemouth really good I mean yeah 100% echo what you guys have just said I think smashing it is a bridge too far but the turnaround in sort of ambition from them is night and day mm. I we, we said we were almost disappointed with the fact that they let Gary O'Neill go after what he'd done for them last season he's gone on to move to Wolves who we'll talk about later on in the video but yeah, the ambition to go out and get someone like Iroola. They're going out for young players. They're going out for players who are going to have resale value. They're looking to cement themselves as a proper Premier League club, I think, for a long, long time. Mm. They had the, the error under Eddie Howe, which had some success, but it was always avoiding that relegation battle. This year is the real the, the time they could take a step from being a relegation battle contender, like concrete every season, to being a mid-table club who you know, after yeah. the first half of the season could drift away from that. That so comes with me, investment as well. They've got new owners. And so I can yeah. imagine like they've got very ambitious new owners, which so, yeah. is Bournemouth. exciting. Smashing it? Bournemouth? Uh, no, no pretty, pretty solid. solid. Yeah, pretty solid for Bournemouth. A team just below them in the table. So Bournemouth for 13th. In 14th, we've got Brentford, who obviously this season, Ivan Tony-less for the first half of it. They're, I'd say they're struggling because I think most people put Brentford in and around mid-table and they're just below that. What do you think, Jacob? Pretty bang average, really. I mean, they could have, again, it's one of them where this season probably we're looking at them going, can they take that step up and push yeah. to top 10 kind of area? And they've not been able to, probably not down to their own fault. I mean, they've had injuries and in Buemo, I think it is. Was yeah, out for a big loss. Pretty, yeah. pretty long period. And he was really taking a lot of the weight off of the Ivan Tony suspension. Mm. So, Start, if you said at the start of the season they had Tony and then Wemo on top of the squad they've got, could be a completely different scenario. Um, I still really like what Thomas Frank's doing. I think he's doing a really good job. Um, but yeah, it's just one of them where they've not really made any waves. They've not really done awfully. One of them where it could have been better, probably could be worse. It's just pretty average. Yeah, I agree. I, I haven't seen them get like battered at all. They're like, if they lose games, it's a tight game. And yeah, I think with Mbomo and Ivan Tony in the team the whole season, they're they're competing for the top half, I'd say. But I'd say yeah. bang average, maybe borderline not great. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say not great. I yeah. mean, their last two finishes, the first season in the Premier League, they finished 13th. Last season, they finished ninth. Obviously, Tony had an outstanding season. I think, what did he get, 18 goals yeah. or something last season? Um, and we know what they've gone through with his ban, but... And Burmo stepped up. Even players like uh, Jan Visa played a little bit of a part. Um, they had, they've had their injuries. Rico Henry's another big one, and Aaron Hickey, Aaron yeah. Hickey as yeah. well. But for me, you know, it, whether they've had injuries or not, you got to look at the season as it is. They're facing a relegation battle here, something that they can get very much get drawn into. It only takes one win from Luton or Everton or Crystal Palace, and they're sucked right into that. Yeah, agree. So for me it's got to be a not great season. They've not progressed and they've not stood still. Regardless I, of injuries. Yeah, let's go for not great. Brentford, sorry about that. It's got nothing to do with the fact of a QPR fan. <laughs> yeah, nothing to do. A team at the other end of the table, seventh for Brighton at the moment. They just had a win last night. 
um, or yesterday afternoon. And yeah, they look good. Roberto De Zerbi's come in after the Graham Potter era. And everyone was thinking, oh yeah, it's going to be a struggle to replace what Graham Potter's done. First season, get some European football and a really good Premier League finish. And then this season, seventh at the moment, they've got a lot of change within the team, obviously losing McAllister, losing Saicedo. They've had quite a lot of ins and outs and he's still keeping this team competing at the top half of the Premier League and in Europe. Brighton, a good side. What are you saying, Jacob? Yeah, it's it's a tough one because they've not done awfully. They're still playing very well. And for Brighton as a club, they're still definitely punching above their weight. But I did kind of have a little bit of hope as maybe they'd, you know, advance a little bit further forward, maybe a bit like Villa have done, um, mm. take that next step. But at the same time, they still made some really good signings in the summer. I think they've managed to turn profit on someone they got for free in um, in Dahoud and things like that. And yeah. they're still having a good season. They're still 100% going to end up in a European spot, um, still in the Europa League, things like that. It's a solid season for me. I'm, could have been, again, could have probably been a lot worse. Um, with kind of the project that they've got, it can always go bad very, very quickly. But yeah, it's just kind of becoming the normal for Brighton, I think, you know, finishing that seventh, sixth spot. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, that level of recruitment and how consistently good they make it is just so impressive. I mean, they've recruited smartly again in the summer. You've, they're bringing through players like Adringo, who got a young player of the tournament at AFCON. Yeah. João Pedro Pedro's as flying, well is yeah. another big name. Um, but they're still getting the use out of players who've been around for years. I mean, Danny Welbeck, maybe one of the most underrated players of the last few seasons. James Milner coming in, yeah. doing his part. I mean, Tarek Lamptey's come back into the side as well. Finally. I've so, had him on my fantasy bench for the whole season and he's done nothing. They just, they work within their means. They work yeah. smartly. And for me, the only issue is that I might not say it's a pretty solid season is the fact that they're six points adrift of Manchester United, who I think have been really poor. And I know we're looking at two ends of the spectrum here. Yeah. We're looking at a global superstar team in Manchester United who are way underperforming mm. and little old Brighton who are punching up. But like you said, Jacob, it maybe is a little bit disappointing because I was expecting them to do going, maybe not do what Villa have done because no one could have expected that. Mm. But maybe just go a little bit higher, be a little bit more ambitious. But it is true. still in European competition, yeah. still in with the chance of finishing in the Europa League places. Maybe it is a pretty solid season. Yeah, it's a tricky one to get the balance between how they ended last season, which was so good. And like you said, it's good enough to be pushing for top six, maybe even like a push at top four. And then balance that out with the players they lost in the summer. Like they lost their entire midfield in McAllister and Saicedo. So it's a tricky one. Jacob, where are we putting them? I think solid for me. I mean, like Pretty you said, solid. I didn't even think they'd lost. I, can't, I didn't even think of it. It didn't come to my mind they'd lost McAllister. And uh, Caicedo and things like that. Yeah, and I just think the fact that they've managed to keep themselves there, good exactly. recruitment, it's, it's pretty solid. Right, Jacob, the time has come. Your boys, Burnley. <sighs> we'll let you take the lead on this one. It's it's pretty pretty awful, isn't it? It's There's no, you can't hide from it. A lot of people thought when Burnley were coming up, they would be in top 10, top 13, mm. whatever race. And for me, it's a project, a five-year thing. It's going to be a lot longer than just this season. Yeah. But it, you can't hide from the fact that it's been disgraceful on the pitch this season. It is really, really bad. Um, I don't think any Burnley fan will argue that. Just no, no spine at the times. And it's just been, it's, to put it quite frankly, it's just been awful. Um, and I think the thing is, company's going to stay with Burnley. They're going to go yeah. down next season. Very, very likely they come straight back up, winning the league again. And then I think we'll be in a different boat entirely of the owners have learned things, company will have learned things. 
Where, how, how do they build? And I think that's when we'll see if they've learned the lesson or if Burnley are just going to become a yo-yo club, keep signing these young players, sell them on, go back down, come back up. But yeah, yeah it's, it's pr- yeah. pretty bottom of the barrel this season, I think. Yeah, for me, it's it's been disappointing. We said this in our sort of like Burnley preview. I mean, I'm a QPR fan. I got to watch Burnley a lot last season. <laughs> I saw what they done and what we done to them in the, the end of the last season. But the main thing was Burnley came up and we said... They go, they, if they go and play what they how they want to play and how they did in the championship, that free-flowing football, that progressive football, building through the thirds, it's going to be a difficult season. Yeah. Like If it clicks and it goes really well, he's going to get all the plaudits. But it only takes a few games and then suddenly you're getting a little bit worried already. And I think that first performance of the season against Man City, I, I saw a lot of hope in there. And yeah. it, uh, it was like Colio Show, who's been really, really uh, brilliant. Like, I thought he was mm. so uh, direct. And just, yeah, I mean, the only issue was, is I saw a fair amount of change from that team that worked so well in the championship going into the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, maybe he's been a little bit stubborn here. I think he came out after this game against Arsenal and said we weren't good enough. But maybe that, I think the first time this season yeah. might be wrong. But I think there's a stubbornness there. I think there's a lack of willingness to adapt and a lack of willingness to compromise on the style. Yeah, it's a tricky one because some managers, that lack of compromise and that kind of stubbornness will get them far. And I think Vincent Company is one of those managers that it will get him far. But like, it depends what the remit was. If the remit was to come up and stay up, then you adapt and you make sure you stay up. But if the remit wasn't to come up and stay up at all costs, then continuing to play this style of play and learning from it and potentially going down and then, like Jacob said, coming back up, it's all part of the journey. And so it depends a lot on what the remit is. But in terms of Premier League football this season, it hasn't been good enough. Like, there's a lot of games where you're shipping a lot of goals, not like Sheffield United, but well, for me, there's a lack of kind of they've got Premier going, League They've got quality. to go to absolute shambles for me. I mean, I, the, if the, you're talking about a remit, yeah. But they've, they're on the same amount of points as Sheffield United who have been far and away the worst team in the league this season. Whilst Burnley have had good performances, it's points on the board that matter. At the end I of the day, that. they're already six points adrift of Everton. I, I'm going for absolute shambles. I would agree. I also think there's been some big injuries at big points this season. I mean, Foster obviously going out for mm-hmm. his mental health, things like that was massive. Um, we couldn't get yeah. ourselves a left back, which last season, now look at the time, I didn't think Matson was that important, but when you look at it now, yeah, huge, yeah. in the first phase, everyone we're trying to build out, trying to create overloads, is absolutely huge. And I yeah. think that's what we've seen with Asignon coming in this uh, in January. Has We've seen a big improvement in Burnley yeah. trying to play out from the back, but it's one of them where it's too little, too late. Confidences hit the floor. Like you said, City, even very early, even Villa, Tottenham, there was moments mm. where you thought Burnley looked really, really good here. But when you're a young team, full of young players, Trafford's what? We're goalkeepers 20, 21. Yeah. When you're conceding so many goals a week, it's only a matter of time before the confidence hits the floor. And once the confidence is already down and results aren't going your way, it's a ridiculously uphill battle. But yeah, like you said, it can't be anything else, I don't think, than absolute shambles. I agree. Um, on to the next one, Chelsea. Uh, should we just shove them in absolute shambles and move on? I don't know. I think there's an <laughs> argument to be made here. Okay, talk to me about Chelsea. I mean, I know they spent a lot of money. Yeah, of but, one billion, pretty much. But let's look from the time with Frank Lampard. It got better with Potter, you're, but not you're much going better. that far back. We're talking. No, no, no. I know, I know. But we we have to compare. Yeah. Okay. The time with Lampard was dire straits. Yeah. 
he got a slight improvement under Graham Potter, but he wasn't given the time really. Football's a fickle sport. Things mm. move quickly. Uh, in came Mauricio Pochettino. I think it looks better. I mean, recently, and I know we can't use the bias of the result against Man City too much to weigh it in their favour, mm. but we're seeing things that start to do. However, they are very, very much an absolute shambles for me. I, I, th- th- maybe yeah. there's an argument to be made that they are better off than last season. Yeah. But whether it's not great, the difference is they've spent so much money and they we're still not seeing any dividends. Like, Yeah, what do you reckon, Jacob? Yeah, it's. I mean, the, in the middle of the park, there's pretty much nothing. Considering that midfield is worth so much money, exactly. I think Pochettino's got it completely wrong. I mean, against Man City, they played really well. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but even then, the patterns of play you're looking at and you're thinking, "There's no way this is going to be consistent," because mm-hmm. the patterns of play are just so irregular. There's nothing where you can. I feel like it's not absolutely unrecognisable but I feel like when you watch Chelsea there's so many different patterns of play that happen that you just think there's no way that all of this is planned to be exactly how it is the middle of the pitch just has holes in it constantly and there's again so much reliance on individual quality really pulling them through games um, so yeah I mean it's, it's, it is a development I think I think they have improved throughout the season quite quite a lot but it's still Chelsea Football Club Spending one billion pounds, sat in tenth place, two exactly. wins in the last five, isn't good enough. That's all we need to say. Tenth place after a billion pounds spent is just not good enough. I mean, that is a shambolic season. We compared uh, Burnley and Sheffield United, but I mean Chelsea are what, how, how are we? They're one point behind West Ham, who are sitting ninth place, who are on the brink of sacking David Moyes. Fans yeah. are outraged. Yeah. That's, so we'll get onto that later on, but perhaps that with Chelsea got to go straight into absolute shambles. Chelsea shambles. Um, one team who, as of recording, have let Roy Hodgson go, and in comes Glasner. Is it Glasner? I think so. Yeah, can't remember what his name. Crystal is. Palace. They they've had a, a a bit of a stinking season. Not gonna lie, sat in sixteenth place, four points above the relegation zone. How do you feel about Crystal Palace, Jacob? Yeah, I mean, it's one of them where they've got so much potential. Let's let's be honest. You, you look at it like that. They have got a lot of potential, but yeah. at the same time, they've been super unfortunate with injuries. I mean, at least saying as I think they've played, they've played together something like three times this season. I read a start; it's yeah. ridiculous. And when they're both fit, you can't deny Palace are a serious threat. But the thing is, as well, the reliance on Elise is what's led to him not being able to play. And I think the appointment of Glasner is very, very positive. It's a forward-thinking yeah. appointment, something that they've been looking for for a while. Coincides with the signing like Adam Wharton, which I think was a top, top yeah. signing. We saw your um, video. It's a good video. I think he's a really, really good player. And I yeah. think he fits in with the fact that they're trying to move forward. Likelihood is they're going to lose them two forward lads. So it looks yeah. how, how Glasner... And maybe Jack Tagore as well. Jack Tagore is a yeah, big loss. really, really good, good player. player. Yeah. And I feel like with that money, they're going to need someone like Glasner to come in, spend it, try and rebuild this squad. Mm. Um, but this season, like you said, 16th place for what, for me, Palace are a very, very established Premier League club. Yeah. This is one of the worst bottom threes, bottom fours we've seen in a long time. Crystal Palace should not be anywhere near this. And as much as Hodgson's a legend, wish him all the best with obviously the things that are going off the field. I think it's one of them where he should have been moved on at the, in the summer. Yeah, 100%. And now it's one of them where... He, Glasner could still get them out of it, but like we said, he's he's a manager who's going to try and play expansive football, so it could be one of them where it gets worse before it gets better. I Yeah, I feel they're very fortunate that there are at least three worst teams in the league and two teams, one team in Everton who've already had a point deduction and Forrest who could Might potentially have one, yeah. another point deduction. Everton could potentially have another mm, point deduction. Yeah. They're very fortunate that they're 
bad. Their, re- their worst season so far has fallen this year. I mean, it was a big summer. They lost Wilf Zaha. They got a few players in, mm. but they're still relying heavily on that centre-back pairing of Joachim Anderson, who we're big fans of here. Mark Gay, who's Good sort point. of their, their star their star boy in defence. Um, they've signed a right-back for the first time in about <laughs> 30 years. Yeah, uh, They've gone from <laughs> that Joel Ward and yeah. Nathan Klein rotation. Yeah. Um, Tyron Mitchell doing well left back. But I mean, Decore, we, we're big fans of him. We think he's a really good DM. Um, yeah, to lose him so early in the season was a massive loss. And like Jacob was saying, the fact that they barely had a stretch of games where they've had Decore as a and Elise as a nightmare. I mean, they've got Jeffrey Schlupp and like Will Hughes playing. Like, yeah, mate, that's like good. 10 years ago now. Yeah. You know, so yeah, maybe it's a bit of time. It's time for a change. Maybe it's a little bit too late. For me, not great think, or absolute shambles. I think. There's an argument for absolute shambles, but I think to that for them, let's go not great. Not great? Yeah, it's fair. So it's either one, I think, are pretty... Depending on which way you look at it, I think. Right. You mentioned Everton and their points deduction. I think Everton are doing okay. Every time I've watched them this season, I haven't been kind of like, oh, you're a terrible team, you're going to get relegated. But they are currently sat in 18th in the relegation zone, one point behind Luton. They've had their 10-point deduction. Might get another one down the line. What, what are we saying about Everton? Are they having a bad season? Mate, I, I think they've had a pretty solid season. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there was one. so much uproar before it, to do with the ownership. You had the yeah. whole new stadium thing. They've had the FFP fine. I mean, the FFP fine has done nothing but sort of invigorate them. Yeah. It gave them some fire, didn't it? I mean, they're... It, it got everyone's backs up. It, it was all of it was that's us against them. Mm. So I think it's it's been a pretty solid season for them. What do you reckon, I mean, Jacob? If you if you took gave them give them ten points, where are they in the league? If you give them ten points, they shoot yeah. up to twelve. Twelve in the league. I mean, if we look at that, that's a pretty solid season for a team who were one of the relegation favourites this year. Yeah, maybe, and almost doomed last season. So for me, maybe. If we take into account the the ten point deduction, it's a pretty it's a bang average. But I, feel, I don't know. I think they've been pretty solid. I think this season on the pitch, like you said, they've done pretty well. Saying that, though, at the same time, they've got one win in the last eleven in all competitions. I so, didn't even know that. That's a good stat to completely shut them up. I feel like obviously they've lost Dakure, yeah. which was pretty vital to the way they're playing. The centre back pairing is an absolute joke. Jared Branthwaite is. Um, so good monster yeah. um, and I think yeah without a points deduction no one would be talking about Evan it would just be one of them under yeah. the radar pretty solid season but the fact they've had the points deduction and now it's kind of looking one of them where there is cracks starting to seep through they're not scoring goals as much as they're mm. defending they're still defending very yeah. very well um, I, I mean honestly in terms of box defending arguably one of the best teams in the league um, when they're sitting back in the shop shop but no Dakuri, Calvert-Lewin can't finish for oh, love yeah, and money. Yeah, yeah. He's really poor in front of goal. And it's one of them where, unless they start scoring goals soon, and if another point of comes in, then they're pretty much doomed. So I feel like just because, if we're looking just purely on the pitch, like you said, I would probably say it's a pretty solid season. But I think like you do have to factor in the fact there is a point deduction. You've got to factor yeah. in the point total and the reality of the situation. I think it's one of them where you still got to say it's pretty poor because... They are still in the relegation zone. And on the field, purely decent. But everything as a whole, it's not been brilliant. Yeah, I agree. I think I didn't even know about the one win in 11. That is, like you say, a complete kind of turnaround from 
the game straight after they got their points deduction announced, I think they hadn't lost in five. And so this what that kind of one win in eleven is a complete downwards turn in form and yeah, I it's mean, not a good look. I, I went watching him in that Spurs game where they drew two all. They were unfortunate that Richarlison decides to have the game of his life and score two absolute wonder goals. Mm. Um, but they they battle. I think I think they're going to be all right. I really do. I Should we put them in bang right. average then? Give so them bang yeah, average. bang average for Everton. It's one of them. The the quite inconsistent because I think before that one minute in one minute nine they had something like one loss in one. Sorry, one minute eleven. They had something like one loss in nine. Yeah, um, which is but crazy. Then the Kuri injury hit. Yeah, the Kuri got injured. The goals went. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now they're facing trouble, like you said. Yeah, it's not ideal. Everything okay, bang average. Onwards to Fulham. Pretty mid-table. Mate, mate following up from Everton, following with Fulham, mate, bang average again. I think yeah, bang it's average, a difficult yeah. season because they lost the likes of Mitrovic. That was massive. Big loss, yeah, yeah. And then they had all that stuff about Marco Silva potentially leaving to go Saudi as well. Mm. He stuck around. I think he's a brilliant manager. They had a bit of upheaval when Jaapolinia was in Bayern Munich, literally about to sign for them. That got called off, didn't it? Yeah. But they managed to keep him. He's been absolutely outstanding again. Anthony Robinson. They've got some good players. Really good. Yeah, they've got some good players. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's been a very just, average season. It is very average. They've had a few good results. Like they beat us and they absolutely battered us. And I don't know. They're a weird team. They can, on their day, pull up some trees and get good results. But then on other days, they just look so poor. Bang they've average. Got, they've got a lot of individual quality, but then they've yeah. also got a lot of players where it's like, it reminds us of Burnley, but on a lot higher scale. They've got a lot more quality than Burnley, but it does remind us of they've got a few square pegs and circular holes. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were awful against Burnley pretty much the both times that they've played them. But then, like you said, I thought they were really good at Anfield, specifically Robinson, yeah. was unbelievable. So good. And then they were really good when they played against Arsenal. Um, so, yeah, it's just one of them. Another team that are pretty inconsistent, and that's why they're in 12th place, because they're sometimes brilliant, sometimes they can be absolutely dreadful. That reeks of bang average to me. Let's whack them there and move on to top of the league Liverpool. <laughs> 